Typically, it's Trevor, um, but for this 13th episode of the Stay in the Game podcast, we're going to be doing something a little bit special. We've had a lot of new listeners on the podcast, and I wanted to give everyone a chance to actually get to know who Trevor actually is. So that is why I am going to be interviewing Trevor. Um, I am the operations manager of the clinic. You might have heard me answer a phone. You might have seen me in the clinic. Um, I also help produce some of the podcasts. So welcome to the show, guys. It's going to be a fun one. How are you doing, Trevor? I'm doing well. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, one of the reasons that we like to, to bring on somebody like this in an interview style is to get a little bit more in-depth. So in some cases, you might have a little more insight of things that patients may want to know or hear from the background. So it's it's going to be a completely different perspective from somebody who isn't just stream of consciousness out of my mind. So hopefully uh, we'll get some probing questions and get some uh, interesting responses. So we'll see uh, we'll see how you guys like it. All right. So I first kind of thing, let's get into it. I want to know what's happening in the clinic, what's going on, what's good, what are we seeing? Oh. <clears throat> everything is going on in the clinic. Literally, uh, I think people have uh, have been just kind of crawling out of the woodwork to uh, to find us. So we're in a kind of a massive growth phase of, of form and function, uh, mostly because of some of just the, the positive feedback that we've gotten from our clients. So ultimately just our reputation that we've had online. Uh, we, uh, a little over a year ago, when we decided to push out a podcast, our goal was to get information into the hands of potential clients and our existing community. And it's really evolved into something where this type of, uh, of promotion of information has gotten people to, to really um, connect with us. And it's it's turned into just volume and growth for our clinic. So I'm, I'm forever grateful for the opportunity to serve people and give people uh, an opportunity to stay in the game as it were. Um, so, yeah, no, literally, like, we're growing in all directions. So staff members are changing, turning over growth of the business uh, and, and new new team members coming on board. So uh, happy to have a new face uh, on board on the PT um, clinician side of things. So Stacey DeLeon is, is, is killing it in clinic right now. Patients are loving her and her skills. So uh, welcome to her. Um, yeah, I mean, literally, again, growth on all, all aspects. So I'm, I'm forever grateful. We're we're busy, but we love busy and chaos. So yeah, being busy is not a bad problem to have. Um, it, it has been super exciting. I'm seeing a lot of things for us, even um, online. So I think we asked a few people to write us reviews and we've gotten an overwhelming response. So shout out to anyone who's listening right now who has written us the review and anyone who knows and loves us and wants to write us a review or opportunity is still there. Um, that really helps us out so much. Like we get super jazzed up, super excited. We talk about you guys in the staff meeting and like literally we will be drawing hearts and exclamation points around your names in the charts because it means so much to us. We absolutely love it when we get reviews. We read them all out. Um, we do take those personally. I will say that. Usually when critiques come away, oh, you know, you want to not take things personally. No, we take everything that you say about us, about the business, about the team members personally. Um, we love to hear that feedback. So thank you guys so much. So yeah, a lot of good things. We've been super busy. Um, so I guess now we kind of just bring it in. Um, any announcements? So we have a new staff member, but anything else, Trevor, before we move on? Um, you know, 
other than that, uh, really, that, that's the biggest great news that we've gotten. I mean, other than the the, the things that we're seeing most in clinic and, and, and I, no real events. I mean, we're, we're if if any of you guys have a business or want to promote, we, we most recently pushed out in our social media, one of our community's uh, events that's going on. Uh, obviously not related to physical therapy, but we love supporting our community as well. So most recently we, we had one of our clients who's uh, doing a car giveaway. So this guy does these amazing custom cars and uh, uh, basically for the cost of the purchase of a t-shirt, it is an entry into uh, a, a car giveaway. So that's still going on. So if you are interested in potentially getting a really rad custom car, that's still going on. But if you guys have a business that you wanna have us help promote through our methods, we love supporting our community in that way as well. So um, we'd love to hear from you if you need uh, some support and uh, some good word out, we can help share that to our community as well. Yeah, for sure guys, let us know if there's anything that we can help push along and connect our whole entire community um, in here. And I just wanna say on the topic of the car thing, I'm not a car person. Um, I was like, yeah, okay, like I wouldn't want, like who cares about a car? You're thinking you're gonna get some like beater or like some just like regular Toyota Camry. No, this car will blow your mind. It literally blows fire or something, right? It's like Hot Wheels, but like brought to life. It's like crazy Grand Theft Auto mixed with the Fast and Furious on like on crack. I've never seen a car like this. I don't like cars. I don't even know how to change oil, but like I would want this car. So yeah. Well, <laughs> ultimately on, on their Instagram page, it's cruising by design. So yeah. uh, I'm not gonna go through the details of spelling. Go, go check it out. Cruising check by it design. Out. I'll, I'll, promote it on, I'll put it on the social media so you guys can it can be top of mind. But all right, <laughs> let's get right into it. So I want to bring us all the way back. Let's bring us back, Trevor. You're probably going to have to go years back into your memory, but you have good memory. I want to ask, um, why'd you become a PT? Short, synops. Give me, give me just the breakdown. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not that's that. Not a, that's not a short story, story but I'm like, take, try to make it. I'm going to take you out into the woods as usual when I'm telling stories. Oh, literally, literally, this, this, this came from uh, literally out of nowhere. Everybody always asks, did you have physical therapy? Did you have a good experience with a physical therapist? Literally, I was a freshman in high school, and our teacher marched our entire class down into the library and said, figure out what you're going to do for the rest of your life. So we had to go do the research in all of these careers and present a report. We needed to have the job prospectus. What's it? What's the average pay range? What's the educational requirements? What, what's going on in the future of this, this career path for you? <clears throat> and I had to present as a freshman, and I literally just chased it down. I got to... Uh, junior college, and it was still at that time, still a bachelor's program. So I was like, oh, four years, I'm in and out. That'll be cool. By, by, by the time my freshman year of, of college was done, it moved all the way to a master's. So I decided, look, I'm, I've committed a year. What's another commitment of three more? So let's let's chase this all the way down. So I, I, I did. You didn't do it until recently because now it's a four-year thing, right? Now it's a doctor. <laughs> Well, a clinical doctorate is almost the same amount of commitment of time. Literally, they just changed a few of the, the internal workings of the educational requirements. So, um, And what I found literally is I felt like in some of our educational programs, the, the challengingness, the, the depth of, of research. So some of these clinical doctorates aren't putting out research. Right behind me is my thesis. These new grads aren't having to do this stuff. So that's sitting in the library of my, uh, my college. So um, yeah, take that for what it is. Not everybody gets to do all that fun stuff, but. So shout out to both 
public library, college library, and your elementary school library for having, <laughs> getting you into the field of physical therapy. Yeah, no doubt. For sure. All right. Um, now I want to, so we're going to stick at, stick on the theme of like very basic questions. Another basic question is what is PT? I think a lot of people don't actually know PT and even more importantly, what's the value of PT? So this is a super basic question, but I'm not going to lie before I met Trevor, I, and I had never gone to physical therapy. I had no idea what physical therapy is. And I think a lot of people still understanding of physical therapy is like, oh, that's what you do when you're like old. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about physical therapy just in general and what's the true value of it? Oh my goodness. So ultimately, um, I'm only going to bring it from my perspective because PT is such a broad umbrella. You've got hospital based where you're literally, you're coming out of after a heart attack needing to just get up and move again. But for us uh, in an outpatient kind of private practice environment, like we practice, um, what we do is, you know, uh, I mean, what, what I'll tell people is doctors save lives. Like we enrich lives. We make you live a more fulfilled life. If you're suffering with back pain or injury, something that's stopping you from in the enjoyment of your life, we're going to give you that life back. So we're going to help you be able to do the things that you love. It could be something as simple as I've suffered a sprained ankle and I can't move or run or do the things that I want to do, or I can't even do the grocery shopping to take care of and feeding my family. These are the things that we're going to get you back to being able to do. So that the true value in physical therapy is if there's something that you're missing out on that you want to be able to do, we're going to help you get there. So ultimately, even just a phone call that I had today uh, was a patient um, who's concerned. He's a, a groundskeeper. Like this guy is passionate about baseball and got from like doing high school and college baseball into groundskeeping because he just wanted to stay so close to the sport. So <clears throat> being able to lift and carry and push dirt and shovel and bend, it's a lot of wear and tear on the spine. So it's still a relatively young guy, but signs and symptoms were he's got a degenerative disc or degenerative symptoms in the spine. These are things that are like, all right, my goal is to keep you off the operating table, help you stay connected to baseball and the things that you love being outdoors and being around baseball. These are, this is what we're going to get you to be able to do. Live your passion, live yeah. your life more fulfilled. That's the true value of physical therapy to, to me. For sure. I, I have to agree with you hundred percent. I think a lot of the time people might just settle for not feeling their 100% best and think that that's just how they have to continue and live out their life. And you come to physical therapy and like, you, you leave that first session, not even believing, like, I didn't know what good felt like until you come and you're leaving our table feeling way better and not even knowing that that was possible. Um, so there's just like different levels to it. And I want to encourage anyone who's never tried it before come in and, you know, see the true potential of how your body can feel and feeling your absolute best performing at your absolute best. Um, well, there's so many people that suffer. And let me just interject that real quick, that, that suffer needlessly because they're told probably incorrectly or falsely that, you know, it's yeah. age, just deal with it. This is just a, a fact of you getting older. Or <clears throat> sadly, even another example from one of our patients just most recently uh, from suffering a knee injury, uh, a torn meniscus in the knee. Well, we're not going to operate because you don't play for the Packers. Well, <laughs> you know, this is somebody who's young enough to be able to <clears throat> want to continue to garden and move around and walk and, and live a life for the next 30 or 40 more years of their life. So that you basically just pin this person into, 
believing that, oh, just accept this knee problem when you don't have to. You can yeah. do something for this right now to preserve the quality of, of your remaining years. For sure. I think that's why I get super like jazzed up when someone calls us on the phone and they found us because they've often gone through the medical system, our, you know, um, accepted medical system. They've gone to every single doctor. They've gone to Cairo. They've gone to all these different places. And then they finally find us. And I'm like, welcome home. Like you found, you finally found us. Um, but it's so sad. And that's why I have to encourage anyone. If you're still looking for answers for pain or injury, keep pushing. I have gone through my own journey with navigating this healthcare system. And like, you really do, you have to keep knocking on doors, knocking on doors until you find the right answer for you. Hopefully it doesn't take you that many doors before you find ours. So, um, all right, next question. Um, what's the number one, we kind of talked about a little bit of this already, but what's a number one misconception about physical therapy? Can you think of any? Uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the, there's the one newest one now. And I, I really, it's it's the upsetting part of what our profession has become versus what it could be, mm -hmm. uh, is it's almost a glorified personal training session now, and it's become that way because of the insurance companies. So insurance companies have kind of watered down physical therapy. So most people think that, hey, every physical therapist is the same, that in terms of misconceptions, everything that everybody does is the same. A lot of clinicians, a lot of clinics that surround my area, when I ask my patients, so what was done in your rehab program? So I want to understand what didn't work. Yeah. And generally what's happening is they're getting put on machines. They're being left or walked away from. They're getting just volumes and volumes of exercises that may or may not have anything to do with getting this specific problem that they came in with corrected. It's almost a, they're trying to do like a, a general strength and conditioning program to assist, which in a lot of cases is going to make a lot of people better. But if somebody has a more complex issue that's going to require skilled manual hands-on intervention, they're not just getting what they need elsewhere. So ultimately the misconception is all one, all physical therapists are the same. And what we do is almost like a glorified personal training session. Um, <clears throat> the other side of that is they think all we do is massage. So I have this shoulder problem. Can you rub this out? Yeah. <laughs> so that's the other thing is like, look, not, not everything is, is soft tissue pressure point related or, or can be rubbed out to make, be made to feel better. Um, ultimately what we do is a bit more complex or at least higher level providers do a lot more uh, complex assessment so they can identify what factors are going in. So that whether it is a tight muscle, well, is it tight because some nerve irritation is happening? Is there an imbalance? Is there something that's happening? Are you digging deep enough as a clinician to figure out what this patient does on a day-to-day -day basis to identify what structural issues are going to become a problem to begin to fix it? So um, it's not just, can you rub this out? And it's not just, I'm going to provide you a million exercises in, in almost like a strength and conditioning program. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, no, it does. And it also kind of brings up another one. Like, why do you think it is what we do is so different? Like, is it just that we're more, are, we're more skilled? Or do you think that those business models just make it so that they have those like other PT places have to just treat people like a mill? Like, um, yeah, I honestly feel like the answer always rolls back to insurance to some level of degree. The because ultimately what, what ends up <laughs> happening is the, the, 
quality of care tends to get watered down. There's almost no way to be able to pay a physical therapist a wage and spend all of that time one-on-one with a patient. Yeah. There's no way to do that profitably as a business. So what ends up happening is you see a PT in some of these other, you know, I wouldn't even call them competition because I don't even consider what we do the same at it's all. Completely different. Yeah. You see a PT for maybe five or 10 minutes of your treatment, and then you're seeing an aide, an assistant, a volunteer, or a student, because that's the only way to keep cost enough down for them to be able to keep the lights on. Yeah. So, I mean, the quality of what you get has to suffer because reimbursement suffers. It's not that the clinician doesn't want to spend time with you, but if they did, they'd be out of a job because that business would basically, the lights would go dark. They wouldn't be able to pay their bills at the end of the month. Totally. All right. So talking about business then, um, explain your business or your business ethos in one sentence. (laughs) Yeah. A okay. challenging question, but like what, or like, what's one word? I think I can think of a word. To me, the first thing that comes to mind is treating people with integrity. Like we, that, and that's what our business model is about. I feel like it's just doing everything with integrity. Like we haven't sold our, sold our soul to the devil, which would be insurance in this case. And like, that's why we can treat patients the way we do and make care centered around their goals and what they want it. Yeah, it's literally patient-centered care. It's we work for you. We take the time up front to understand what do you want so we can bend over backwards to give give you what you're looking for. So ultimately, like, and it's it's crazy because I just had one of our most recent reviews and we keep kind of banging on reviews talking about it. But one was like a patient came in, like telling us about the great results that they had. Yeah. And how happy they were that I didn't try to oversell them. Literally, it's like, here's what you need. Here's what you asked me for. And I gave it to them. And they were in and out in just a few sessions. It wasn't like, oh, I wasn't like pressured to be sold something. I mean, ultimately, if you do what's right for people, mm-hmm. like I don't treat you for the intake, the treatment, and then to have you leave forever. It's I want to be top of mind for this patient because as long as you live, if you have a problem, I want you to think to come to me. Like my goal is to treat you right up front, and maybe I only see you once or twice. Yeah. But if something else pops up down the road, you have a family member or friend, you're going to think about, hey, you need to go to form and function because, look, I think they're honest. They're not going to just try to like sell me six years worth of care. Yeah, we're not going to give you more or less than what you actually need, and we're only going to treat you if we think we can actually help you. I think that's, that's kind of rare in these days of business. Um, I feel like you can confidently walk away knowing that we did it with integrity and we did it with honesty. Um, and it's not like when you go into an auto body shop and you're just like, I don't know, let's just cross our fingers here. Hopefully they, they, hopefully they don't do me dirty. And just, I don't know what I don't need and what I do need. Cause that's how I usually feel. You just, you just trust, trust that they're going to do, do right by you. So yeah, I feel like we don't have that fear here. Well, and and that's the the beauty of kind of living in this consumer driven kind of society now is the people who do not do those things. Your reputation is online. Yeah. And there's a a reason why, like, I'm meticulous about like, hey, our reputation is at stake with each and every patient. Let's make sure we're doing our utmost 
to make everybody have that wow experience to say, look, these people know, one, they know what they're doing. They're going to get me the outcome. They made me feel a certain way, but we're going to deliver with a, a certain level of, as you said, integrity and a level of service that just, you know, takes it to a different level. So aside from maybe business model wise and how the patient is getting treated, what else should patients look for when looking for a new PT? Whether it's us, whether it's someone else out of state, like what, what are the checklists? What are they going to go into looking on the website? Like just how, if you were to look for a PT, what would you look for? I mean, like I said, that, that's the beautiful thing about consumer driven society. Like what is their reputation online? Do they have reasonably good reviews? Do they have recent reviews? Cause that's going to tell you, Hey, look, uh, you may have had good reviews in the past, but like if I haven't seen a review in six months or a year, you might have a complete staff turnover. You may not have that skill of that provider working with you um, in the future. Secondarily, when you pick up the phone, like are they just trying to book that appointment or are they trying to get to know what's going on with you so they can know if they can even help your problem? So a lot of people will just be like, hey, I got an order for physical therapy. Um, when can I book? Mm -hmm. Well, first, let's talk about what's going on with you. Are they going to take the time to understand what your condition is? If it's something they can even treat, like why waste your time sitting, booking an appointment, taking your time, possibly spending a copay or co-insurance or whatever the cost of that appointment was going to be, and then find out, oh, like you're not even in the right place. You don't even treat what I, what I have. If you're a student athlete, and you look around and see nothing but 65 year old total joint replacements. Do I have the confidence that you're going to be able to handle what it is that I need to handle as, uh, as a condition? Like yeah. those are the things that are, are going to need to be, those boxes need to be ticked before, before you make that decision to confidently choose a PT. For sure. What about skills wise? Like if I go to my first appointment Am I looking that, or like, do I ask a certain question? Do I ask if they have certain modalities or that, is that stuff not really matter? Like, does it, will a good PT be able to fix me either way? Like well, a good PT is number one, they're going to be quick to identify a specific problem okay. and be able to explain that thing in, in, in the way that you can understand it. So a good PT is one going to be very quick to identify, okay, here's the structure of what's going on. Here are all the other factors that could be going into contributing to this problem. And here's the plan to begin to solve it. So ultimately that they'll have be able to one, find out what the, assess the problem, figure out what the diagnosis is. So sometimes you're getting referred over and there's going to be a doctor's diagnosis, but then there's going to be a physical therapist diagnosis as well. It's kind of cross checks, checks and balances uh, of what's actually going on with that. And then based on all of these things, here's how long I think it's going to take to fix it. Because in most cases, all right, just book three times a week for four weeks is what's on the referral from the doctor. I better book three times a week for four weeks. If they're just following protocol, they're not really using their brain to be able to identify and personalize a program to you. They're just kind of, okay, you come, I treat you, you leave, and I take the next person. They're not taking you into consideration. Yeah. All right. So let me see. What my, what's my next question here? Um, all right. Do you have any unpopular opinions, controversial opinions? And I kind of actually wanted to bring this up because we had 
um, a reply to some of our um, videos that we had put on social media and we got like so much hate for it and I was so confused as to why um, and so I was wondering that just kind of like brought me up I was like I wonder if in the realm of like fitness and health if you have any like unpopular heated debate topics that you know of like off the top. I know that there's also one you could also bring up the other than that video your um extension lumbar extension for back pain that's a hot topic yeah there, there's a bunch this could be an entire episode very controversial, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> but here's my issue is uh, there's a few things and, and I'll get into the social media side of things in a second yeah. respectfully maybe right. maybe I'll no, be roast them. Roast them. Defend <laughs> <laughs> me. I put the posts out and they came after me. <laughs> so ultimately, there, there's a few things that make what I do or my opinions and my theories and my experience different. That a lot of places, when you go to PT, they're like, okay, let me guess what you did. You did X, Y, and Z. Don't do any of those things because ultimately, they were a waste of time. The first thing, for lower back pain in particular, there's two. One, uh, actually three. One is stretching hamstrings. And I am like, if I could make a t-shirt with no hamstring stretches on it, like that, I would have that t-shirt. So yeah. like for me, there's a reason why hamstrings get tight and it has nothing to do with a lack of stretching of them. And I'm not going to go into the details and in, in the- We should the, we should definitely go into the details later on. That's another episode because I know you can pop off the other thing is with low back pain and sciatica, everybody, every video, everything online is, is a bunch of piriformis stretching where they just grab a knee and ankle and cross it across it and stretch their glute out. No, no, no. not, not going to do that. Not going to do that. that it's that piriformis muscle crosses the sciatic nerve. You're going to squeeze and choke it off. You may loosen it and get yourself some temporary relief, but uh, the risk benefit of that is, is absolutely not. There's a couple of other exercises that are, are recommended at every other PT office with low back, with knee, with ankle is uh, a sideline clam or clamshell exercise where you lay with your knees slightly bent and you just open the knees apart. Oh my God. If I see another person who's gone to a PT office that's done a clam, I just, uh, <laughs> like, I've been a PT for damn, almost 20 years. And literally there's probably veteran PTs who are still prescribing this exercise, but I think they've been a PT 10 years, like a 10 year veteran PT who's given clamshells. They've been a PT for one year, 10 times. They've never progressed their skills. Yeah. They've never progressed their skills. They've never progressed their knowledge. They've never progressed uh, within identifying what is going on to try to build a glute muscle or why a glute muscle might be weak. They're prescribing exercises that they, they just don't understand a deeper depth of knowledge to, to get to the root cause of some of these issues. So those, those are ones in particular that are pet peeves. And now back to the kind of social media online thing, the yeah. post that you're, that you're indicating, it was, I loved the comments. I, I, I bite my lip over it. It's just, I don't understand people online who just really want to fire back at people without like, here's an appropriate response when you see something that you're like, that you disagree with. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. One would be nothing. Don't that's say anything. That's the best option. Just shut yeah. up. <laughs> that's option number one. Number two, maybe ask a question. Hey, tell me why you would do that. Like, what is it that I'm not quite understanding yeah. about this? Because maybe it could be that you're right and that person that you're about to disagree with is wrong, but there could be, and just, you know, 
take this in deep down somewhere in this area, take it in and digest it a little bit. It could be that you don't quite understand what that person's trying to get across to you. Just ask the question. So the, the post really was like, if I've got shoulder pain and I'm doing just a straight overhead military press, right? That might be an exercise you might want to avoid. If you wanted to continue to stay in the gym, literally you could just lean back and do an incline press. And the response is, that's chest, bro. Like, or other kinds of responses just killed me. Or, hey, why wouldn't you do this? Or why wouldn't you just bring your elbows in? Well, here's the early responses. Number one, cool, you're doing an overhead press for shoulders, right? Yes, I understand that you're going to, as you decline, you're going to activate some pec. But guess what raises your arm overhead? Your deltoids. You're still going to get deltoid movement, but by leaning back, you're not going to be in a position to fray and give uh, uh, a friction to the biceps tendon and your rotator cuff tendons. So I know it's not ideal, it's not optimal, but it's going to keep you in the gym and keep you active. One was tuck your elbows in. Well, guess why I don't want to do that? Now, when I'm actually going into flexion, I'm firing off my biceps even more to get into this plane. Generally speaking, bicep shoulder pain is, is one of the reasons they're having that difficulty. So my technique is on point. The comments are not on point because it's just a, a pure lack of understanding of why we would do what we're doing. If I took an EMG study of which muscle groups are firing off, I'm still getting the activation of the muscle groups that you're trying to get with your shoulder press. And sure, I might be activating more pec by doing a decline or an incline press, but it's keeping you in the gym and keeping you active and keeping your tendons safe and healthy. Yeah, those comments, man, they had me sweating. I was like, oh no, did we say something wrong? We're putting wrong, missing fake news out there into the world. But yeah, thank you, Trevor, for that explanation. Um, definitely want to correct anyone out there who thought we were wrong. We were not. Um, <laughs> and I love that. I may go like, in depth. I may do my own little like side video and just post, yeah, we it, got in, to. post it in the comments. You know, and just, shred, just shred them. Yeah, there's this reel of like Cody Rigsby. He's like a Peloton instructor. The audio is like, he's super, well, one, he's like such a super sassy guy. He's like, um, you can leave a review on Yelp and I will not read it. And like, I think we need to do a video with that audio on it. Like maybe get you on like a Peloton or something with the, with the wig, because the wig is a very popular um, request from all of our you know, our videos, it's it, hilarious. It did get some response. It did get some response. So uh, maybe we go back to like putting out a mullet Monday or, or who knows? Yeah, we, we got different characters in our, um, in our closet here. So we'll just, we got to think of what we're going to name them too. If you guys have any, any ideas, please let us know. So, well, we did our spinoff of Therapy King from Tiger King. I can bring yeah. the mullet back. I don't know. That was a scary sight. That was a scary sight. I don't hey, want to we're in quarantine. I let a lot of this get, get going. It was, it was pretty impressive. It was scary. Okay. What's one thing that physical therapy or the physical fitness kind of world community needs more of? What's one thing? One thing. One thing the physical therapy world needs more of. What Man. the world needs now is blank. <laughs> Blank. It is blank. Ultimately, what, what it needs now is literally providers who will distance themselves from working for companies and not be more patient centered. Like 
if we could just drive physical therapy toward what the patient's needs are and not jumping through the hoops of third-party payers, yeah. then what we're going to get is outcomes. We're going to get a happier group of people. Um, and we're going to get less stressed physical therapists because they don't have to deal with this stuff. Generally speaking, the people who are in the mills uh, as employees and physical therapists, they don't want to treat the way the businesses are offered. So it would really take a lot of stress off of my brothers and sisters in the PT community because everybody who I interview who's in that place, they tell me, what do you, what do you want out of a business? Mm -hmm. <laughs> not this, not this thing that I just yeah. came from because it, it burns people out. Yeah, it's time to ditch the insurance companies. We should just go total anarchy. I'm waiting for the day. My last question to you, are the days of insurance PT over? I don't know that it will ever be over, but I'm hoping its days are numbered. You're, you're probably seeing a transition toward people who'd want to do things uh, for themselves for the best. And our, our schedule is probably proof positive of that movement. Um, but I think we're, we're catching the first wave of it. We're yeah. catching the first wave of it. Like literally the tidal wave is coming. People are fed up. People are fed up. People are fed up. Like, and, and you see it, <laughs> we're going to bang on reviews, but this is, these are people's opinions. Yeah. The opinions of places who work for insurance companies tell you everything that you need to know about, like you saying people are fed up they're fed the f up yeah it's their days are numbered they're over we're about to let's just rip up your insurance card i'm just kidding no you probably still need it we can't go there yet don't if do you that. got a heart attack a stroke cancer broken bone you need insurance stuff like this pay for, I, pay for the stuff that like i'm a big advocate for paying for health care that one is in within reason that you can like not gonna put if you can pay for it pay for it you're gonna get the a better outcome for sure. I'm a, I, I'm the cheapest person around the cheapest person around, but the one thing I don't mess around with is paying for my healthcare stuff. Like that it's totally, totally worth it to come out of pocket. Um, I do it for many different kind of healthcare businesses and I never been on South side. Exactly. Exactly. And, and like I said, like insurance, like find a plan that will help cover a broken bone or an accident or a stroke or a heart attack or cancer. That's really what the purpose of some of these big insurances, that's what insurance is like by the definition, right? Like for emergencies, like if something were to happen. But if you've got something that like a physical therapy office can handle, like literally budget for that because yeah. And the beautiful thing about our business is like we, we've made it so streamlined and so easy to work with us financially and about payment plans and, and financial options that there's almost nobody that we can't help. Like people rule themselves out of doing things like a cash physical therapy office because they think, hey, I pay all this money for insurance. I really want to use those insurance benefits. And people struggle to break out of that kind of mindset. But when you actually cross that that ravine of like mental like I don't want to go there and they get to the other side and realize it's Shangri-La over here at form and function then you know they they start to see like ah ah it's starting to click a little bit more yeah so what's next for form and function Trevor uh more, <laughs> more. helping more people Exactly. It's doing what we're doing to continue to get the word out and more people that will continue to, to find their way through our doors, which means we're going to need to find great people 
to continue yeah. to help support them. And we'll continue to expand uh, our uh, ever-growing network of, of patients and providers and potentially more facilities. So yeah, no, literally what's next is more. Yeah, I, I'm excited for it. Um, I'm happy to be a part of this business and I can't wait to see where it takes off and goes to. Um, even with this podcast, I hope that it reaches more people and you guys can find some information that was helpful to you guys in making choices about your healthcare. So in that kind of vein, um, make sure that you guys like, subscribe, comment, um, send this podcast to someone, you know, who you think would listen to it, would find it helpful. Um, take someone's phone and go into their freaking um, Apple podcast, subscribe to the podcast on every single phone that you can find. Um, it helps us out immensely. Like I said, more people are listening to us, more people are finding us online, be a part of the OGs that know what we're talking about from day one, be one of our day ones. Um, and yeah, anything else, Trevor? I mean, what else do we got going on? How about, how about we end it with one uh, word of wisdom? I, I, we love to do these out of staff meetings, Trevor School of Wisdom. What do you got for us today? Now, I take it all the way back to uh, one of my ultimate Henry Ford quotes is, whether you think you can or you think you can't, either way, you're right. So ultimately, for me, your mindset is everything. Let's, let's push this forward. If you think you can get this thing better in physical therapy, Come find me and, and we'll find a way to make this thing happen. All right, guys. And that is our episode. Like I said, I hope you guys liked it. If you guys have any questions or anything like that, reach out to us. Um, 